Magazine to three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. He knocks it down. Osmond steps into a long-distance jumper. Allen to the bucket. He crushes it home. Off the Garland for three. He knocks it down. Drummond toward Valanciunas. Finds a cutter in the Coro, and a Coro thunders it home. By Kyrie. Sexton got it back. Nance for the tie. He knocks it down. Long hands it off the Sexton feed. Cavaliers by seven. And uh, Cleveland! This is for you! Hey, Chris Manning here from Lockdown Cavs, joined as always by my co-pilot, uh, my my fellow Pfizer pal, Evan Zamerl. Evan, how you doing, buddy? Oh, not too bad. It was a good win for the Cavs. How are you feeling? You know, you're you just got your vaccine. You holding up okay? Yeah, doing wonderful. You love to see the the max vaccination site and and Wolstein working well, and uh, you know you love to see it. But um, obviously, we're here to talk about the Cavs and their win over the Chicago Bulls. A pretty impressive win, if I might say. Uh, they obviously the NBA trade deadline is coming up, so we're going to talk about all of that here on today's episode. I'll come back tomorrow for another video and another podcast, maybe with a guest that we're hoping to get on here depending on the, how the day works out but either way you're gonna have these us two schmoes on there but also want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by locker room download the app and join evan and i well we did it today but next week around lunch on wednesday to get in on the action locker room changing the way we talk sports all right evan so let's get into Cavs bulls takeaway for me from this one before we get into awards is just pretty impressive win for the cleveland on the road without Colin sexton who is out due to a hamstring injury yeah, a lot of Cavs fans were concerned because Sexton was a bit of a late scratch. I think the call was made around 5.30 or so when they decided to pull him. Apparently, this is something he's been dealing with for a little while from what I heard. And they just gave him the night off. A lot of people thought, like, great, this is it's going to be a rough one, especially because Zach Levine's on the other end of Chicago, and he is an all-star candidate and caliber player. But, yeah, no, this is an impressive win for the Cavs. And something you and I both took away from this is the Cavs need to play like this more offensively. And... I'm going to be crazy again and maybe get some hate for saying it, but I do think the Cavs need to consider breaking up Garland and Sexton because it is noticeable how much better Darius Garland looks when he doesn't have to share the ball or the floor as often with Colin Sexton. I, I do think some of that does fall on the coaching staff as well. Um, so it I does. just want to note that I think there's some kind of offensive tweaks that need to be made here. But Evan, let's get into awards. So let's just start with MVP. Um, I'm going to go first. This one. I'm just going to say Darius Garland. This was one of the most complete basketball games I think we've seen him play. 22 points, 9 assists, only 3 turnovers, had 4 rebounds, 4 of 6 from 3. Or, yeah, 4 of 6 from 3, 8 of 20 from the field overall. Um, very close to, he has a couple shots at the rim, just kind of fall a different way. He's close to a 30-point night, but very complete. Was really the kind of guy, the guy for Cleveland orchestrating everything, making it flow. And you kind of love to see it. So DG, the PG, is is my pick for MVP here. Yeah, that's a good pick in terms of players. Uh, my my MVP pick, you know, but it may shock some of the listeners or viewers if you're checking us out on WKYC right now. But no, DG's a great pick. Um, I talked for the longest time that he shows flashes of potential. This is a game where it was a complete package, like you said, for Darius Garland, where I can say, okay, this is a moment when I get why the Cavs drafted him fifth overall and why they kind of view him as the point guard of the future because he showed range he showed his playmaking ability he would have had a double double tonight but there was a couple drop passes by some of his teammates and i'm i'm curious to see what his potential assists were for this game because i wouldn't be surprised if it's in the teens for darius but chris my mvp pick actually is jv bickerstaff um mm. i'm pulling up the numbers right now but is this the first time we've picked a coach no, you you picked JB a couple months a couple months ago, I want to say, but 
In the first half, Zach Levine had 18 points for Chicago. In the second half, Zach Levine had four points for Chicago. And it was on two of 12 shooting. And that's all credit goes to JB and his staff and making a plan and the adjustment to contain Levine, who, like I said, is an all-star caliber player and could easily have beaten the Cavs by himself tonight if the Cavs let him get his own. Uh, they know one. Of, I th- I'm sure the Cavs are aware that one of their biggest defensive weaknesses is in that front court or sorry, backcourt rotation of theirs. And I know adding a Coro there at fixes things a little bit but no it's something definitely noticeable that zach levine was not an impactful player in the second half and credit where credit's due to jb and his staff i just want to shout out larry nance 14 14 5 two oh, four I get, from three folks that's why every contender is calling about larry nance's availability and why the Cavs are also saying he's not available we will talk about one fake trade offer that a very smart basketball person put out there in the universe earlier today and uh, why i would hang up the phone um all right, so Evan, play of the night mm-hmm. for me. I just want to say it's Jared Allen blocking the hell out of Laurie Markin and uh, Markin drives to the rim. Allen just absolutely swats the ball the heck out of the paint, and Jared Allen's pretty freaking good. Uh, you know, he's been a little up and down. I think since you know since the All Star break, um, I think this is probably the best game him and Allen have played together as a duo. We haven't always seen these guys, I think, comfortable with each other yet. You know, I don't I don't know how to exactly describe that on a on a first watch, frankly, but. 19 and 9 for him had three blocks and I think the one on marketing was was frankly one of the best blocks he's had as a calf just really athletic really moved his hips to get into position and and swatted a, a very large person's shot attempt just all the way out of there yeah, it was kind of a demoralizing block for Markin as well, but Jared Allen had three blocks on the night. He's a very good defensive player. Like you said, he's really freaking good. Um, there's another word we can use, but uh, we don't want to get fired on TV right now. But um, no, my play of the night pick was Darius Garland's getting hounded. He should have gotten fouled when he was making a layup at the fourth or attempting a layup at the fourth quarter and wasn't called. The refs kind of swallowed their whistles on that play. He kicks the ball to Isaac Goro, then he just runs straight to the corner and drains a three pointer. It's just a really good play. And like I said, this is just another indicator that the Cavs need to take some notes from this game as well. And if maybe encouraging an aggressive Darius is a good thing for the Cavs, maybe going up against Kobe White is like a draft class rival or something. Who knows what? But a very fun game, a very good play for Darius, and just really shows his potential. And shouts the front of the pod, Justin Rowe, and he has been the Darius Garland truther for the longest time, and he, I'm sure he's feeling validated right now. Yeah, those team checks just clearing, you know. Um, <laughs> hi, Justin. I love you. All right, so, uh, Evan, stat of the night. What, what is your stat of the night here? I want to I see where you go with this. The fact that the Cavs had 28 assists on 42 made field goals, and the fact that the Cavs almost attempted 100 field goals, they attempted 93 on the night, but that's just indicative of good offensive basketball. Um, there could have been even more assists to, for the night for Cleveland if they didn't drop some Darius Garland passes. Ditto for Larry Dance. I wish Larry flirted closer with a triple-double, but I'll take 14-14-5 any day of the week along with two steals and one block for Larry. But like the Cavs were just a very cohesive team offensively tonight and again this is something they needed to kind of take with them for the remainder of the season is to build an offensive identity because what cleveland was doing for the better part of the season offensively was not working and finding this out for the Cavs, just kind of finding out like okay we have some good primary and tertiary creators on this team let's let's work with it let's rock with it like the Cavs are solid defensively i would say not like world beaters they're not the worst team in the league anymore defensively either because they have some respectable players on that end of the floor. They need to unlock this offense and moving the rock is the indicator of that. 
Yeah, what Evan's saying there I think is exactly right. Um, I, I think for if people out there are like wondering, I don't know why I referred you like that. I apologize. That was weird. But I cool. I think you, you know, weird times, man. Um, you look at the way the Cavs play, I think the ball often sticks a lot. Like, I, I don't expect yep. J.B. Bickerstaff to come out and, like, install a Nick Nurse offense or an Eric Spolster offense. I don't think that that's what he does. Um I don't think that's what the Cavs... I think to some extent the Cavs need that, but they also sort of need, like, his stabilizing voice in a way right now and compared to what they've had the last couple of years, and I think that is, frankly, just, like, a good thing for them. But I, I think movement and, and things kind of have to be incorporated, and for whatever reason, like, I don't want to ascribe it to Sexton. I don't think that's fair to Colin, but I, I think you look at this game and the ball moved a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. Just something about it, man. Just something about it, you know, worked a little bit better and, um, you know, maybe playing smaller as well. You know, Dean, we'll talk about Javale later, but, you know, he didn't play and then... And I know people, fans love him, but, you know, he, he is kind of freelancing a lot on offense this year with this team, and it, it's a little bit weird. And, yeah. you know, he went Dean Wade. He played smaller with Damian Dotson getting back in, in the rotation. Project uh, Thomas played some minutes. Like, you had some stuff that even if those guys didn't all play well, you had something that was a little bit of a different kind of energy there. And then mine's just at the Cavs um, were the Bulls and the Cavs both took close to the same amount of threes. Cleveland took 30, and Chicago took 28. The Cavs made 11. The Bulls made eight. That that's a that's a nine point difference for Cleveland on a night. We you know they were down by four to free throw line. Um, you know the points off of turnovers are pretty even for the most part. Just that little edge on a night where you got two or three from Dean Wade, four or six from Garland, two or four from Nance, who was very willing to fire. And um, I, I think you should kind of feed him to try to make him do stuff from that position because I want to see him do stuff. Like he had a really good drive and dunk in this game that we didn't even talk about, but that he he does he you put the ball in his hands in the perimeter. He's typically good stuff's going to happen even if it's just the right pass or something. Um, look, like I mean, Jetty Osmond like thro- just throwing heat checks and Dylan Windler can't you know those guys were combined 0 of 9 and that's tough when you have two wings not shooting like that but to ultimately have that little bit of a, a nine point advantage in a you know in a nine point game mm-hmm. kind of the whole thing right there all right Evan that so really that's going to be it Cavs Bulls 103 to 94 Cavs win LA on Friday Sacramento on Saturday trade little deadline fo- Thursday trade deadline Thursday busy week coming up here for Cleveland they're on another road trip now a uh, four games in six nights away from cleveland ohio um we'll talk about all that i've seen here on the pod next up we're going to talk a little bit about javel and what's going on there with him at the deadline but evan we got some bills to pay why don't we do that we sure do and let me tell you guys about sport trade have you ever heard about them it's where fantasy sports meets the stock market it's it's amazing sports trade takes fantasy to a new level and it's like robin hood for fantasy sports and for those of you who are regular listeners you know i try to take gamestop to the moon i'm going to take sport trade to the moon with me Making money of sport trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game is compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. Two good old supply and demand, baby. The two more the more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock and a rookie with huge upside or grab that blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares in a player as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle watch your players battle and their portfolio value rise. Simply go to sporttrade.com, watch the how it works video, and sign up to get started. Sign up today at sporttrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports and you'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer and get in the game at sporttrade.com. 
Also want to tell you about our friends at BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And I just want to note, again, the official betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. How great is that, that we have an official betting partner as, as great as our friends at BetOnline? They cover everything. Awards, TV shows. Evan, I know, is going to throw down some serious coin on the bat- two back-to-back Bachelorette seasons coming up to make up for Bachelor yeah. in Paradise not being around. I know he's bummed, but he's excited. Uh, football is over, obviously, but the NBA is in full swing. College basketball is obviously going on, and the NHL is back, and baseball is coming up. A whole bunch of great stuff. Real-time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine, and they have you covered for news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That's a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Again, promo code locked on. All one word for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Pete Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. You'll probably be hearing from Chris and I with the trade deadline tomorrow. But follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Probably the same place you find Locked On Cavs. All right, Evan. JaVale McGee didn't play Wednesday, uh, which a day before trade deadline is an indicator, as good of indicator as any, that something's coming. You know, obviously Kyle Lowry played for Toronto, and there's a lot of circumstance surrounding that. But, you know, you look at JaVale, you look at Victor Oladipo in Houston, sometimes this can be a sign that a player is going to be on the move. And I think by all indications from what you and I are hearing out there from um, what it just seems like with, with JaVale from from the from the Shams and the Woods of the world, I think JaVale is going to be traded by Thursday. Um, I think Cleveland's going to get a second-round pick. It's not going to be anything crazy. But Evan, I want to ask you this just theoretically. So I, I think there's kind of an ongoing thing, at least in our little corner of the Cavs internet, where they're talking about, uh, you know, should you trade him? Should he be someone that you're moving on from? I'm firmly in the camp that you should. I understand yep. that, like, he, he helps you. He's a good locker room presence. I said this in our in our locker room uh, chat that we did, but it's like, <laughs> I, I think if you're so worried about JaVale, like, <laughs> impacting your locker room... <laughs> Like, it is a thing where, like, if you're so worried that, like, taking that piece out is going to make everything crumble, you have much bigger problems than having JaVale McGee in your roster. And I get that he helps. I get that he gives you good center minutes. But, like, I, I think another second-round pick to do stuff with I think is worth it for a guy that, um, you know, is not part of your long-term future. I think it's just a good value play. And I also just think, like, look, like, if, if he is – if you – we don't know this. I don't think he's, you know, raised a stink or anything like that. But – I wouldn't be surprised if JaVale would rather play for a better team as well and get a chance to compete for another title at this stage in his career. I think you'd be right by the guy in that sense. Send him somewhere. Like, you're not going to send him to a rebuilding team. You're going to send him to a Denver, a Clippers, a Boston, a Brooklyn, somewhere where he can go compete for a title. I I, I think it's I think it's all makes sense to move on from JaVale, even though he's been a, a fun cab to have around. Yeah, he's been an interesting Cavalier. I was a big fan of the trade when they first happened, when they got the Cavs got him from the Lakers, especially the fact that they got a second-round pick for their troubles. So if the Cavs are able to get a second-round pick for JaVale, and by all indications from what I've heard, it's kind of what Cleveland's expecting. I think that's what they're going to get. Um, two second-round picks for half a season of JaVale McGee services, a pretty big win for the Cavs. And he's played well for Cleveland this year. He's averaged 8 points, 502 boards, 1.2 blocks, to end about 
15 minutes per game so he can fill in the same exact role for a contender and you know like you said he's been freelancing a little bit on offense maybe that offense a, a little a little bit is kind it, saying he's freelancing a little bit is a kind of descriptor of how javel mcgee has played offense in, in the year 2021 it's hey man it's not andre drummond because it goes in half the time so it's a little bit more fun so it's not as frustrating but just to kind of squash some of the qualms yeah jb or sorry not jb javel is a great locker room presence. He's kind of a vibe guy. He's really taken a lot of these younger players under his wing. I know for a fact that when Kevin Porter Jr. was still here, when he was the original plan was when he KPJ was supposed to come back with the team, JaVale was going to take him under his wing. Because for those of you who don't know, JaVale was a bit of a, uh, not as bad as KPJ, but he was a knucklehead early on in his career and he needed to grow up a lot. And he had a lot of immaturity issues. And I think he wanted to work with KPJ because he doesn't want to see that talent go to waste. But, Either way, like you said, Chris, the Cavs should do right by him. And by all accounts, I think if they weren't able to trade him, they're going to buy him out. So the Cavs being able to capitalize on this and get a sick, an additional second rounder possibly for their troubles will be a huge thing for them. I know people are somehow wringing their hands over a backup five, but I think, or I know rather, Lamar Stevens is probably going to get, is going to get his two-way converted mm-hmm. into a regular contract. And that means the Cavs have a second two-way to play with. That means they'll probably just call up Marquise Bolden for emergency depth the five they can play larry nance at the five as well i know that's not ideal but it is what it is there maybe a little bit of dean wade to get a little funky with it even though you and i don't necessarily agree with that the Cavs have options for big man depth behind jared allen and if like i said like people want to say oh second round picks don't have as much value as a first you're not going to get a first for javel but let's talk about kevin porter again kobe altman took four second round picks in cash bundled those together traded to detroit for the 30th overall pick to take kpj not saying a similar move will be out there but the Cavs to have those assets available to make moves like that is a good thing and also high schoolers are going to be draft eligible soon why not get their draft rights in the second round then send them down to can and let them grow and develop within your system and the Cavs player development staff has a lot of feathers in their cap right now with how well a lot of these young players and especially the undrafted players are playing and I, it just makes sense for the Cavs to trade JaVale. And like I said, like you said, the best thing the Cavs can do is do right by him and send him to a contender, whether it's Brooklyn or Denver or Portland or the Clippers or even Boston, because Tristan Thompson's not working out in Boston, unfortunately. There's a lot of options out there for JaVale. He has a long line of interested suitors. And I think because of that, that's where the big market rise is. And for the, we were talking about player stocks before. If you want to invest in JaVale McGee, invest now and sell high when you can. But he's also very into stocks, funnily enough. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is. Um, it's just what he's an interesting dude. Like JaVale McGee's a good guy. Like that's a jersey. Like if I if Coachella's ever a thing again, and I see a JaVale McGee Cavs jersey, I'll just kind of nod my head and smile, and I also realize I'm probably going to be in my mid 30s at that point, wondering why the You're heck I'm be at like Coachella. You're going to be like 45, just like sipping like a margarita at Coachella, being like, why am I here? I'd be having fun just vibing, you know, with the kids. I'm young at heart, I guess. I don't know. But JaVale McGee, he deserves the best. And I think this could not have worked out better for Cleveland to get a second-round pick for him. It didn't blow up in their face at all. It was a good trade at the time. And trading him for an additional draft capital line is even better. Yeah, and look, and if you want to go out and get another center that isn't Bolden, like, you have some options. Like, I don't think DeMarcus Cousins is, is a thing that is, you know, in the cards by any means. But, like, yeah, um, not at all. You know, Jonah Bolden's out there as a big Jordan Bell, uh, that dog uh, NBA champion experience. Jordan Bell is out there if you want to go that route. Um, I think Thon Maker could come back. Yeah, Thon Maker could come back. Like, you you have ways you could go. Um, Bruno Caboclo, I think, played a lot of five when he found some NBA success, and he's. 
you know, not signed to a team right now, like you you can go find a center just to eat some minutes for the rest of the season. And you know, John Henson's out there. I mean, like I don't think you know that's yeah. gonna happen, but like John Henson exists. He he is around. So. Like you, you have ways you could go. Scalabissier is, is I believe, a free agent. Like you have names you could just go pluck out, run them out, see if you can develop. There's them a lot of there's a lot of bodies the Cavs could slap a minimum on if they don't want to go with a Marquise Bolton there, there's, or somebody in Canada. There's assuredly a G League guy who has been thriving who they could go out and get. Like uh, I'll I'll just because I'm a Bobcat and I have to do it. Antonio Campbell is a G League champion. Stretch five. Let's go. Let's make it happen. I'm, I'm all in on it. Or it was, if you want to get from a winning program from a few years ago, I know Zeke Marshall's still chilling Evan. too. Zeke Marshall, Akron's own baby. Come on. Give, home give to me the, he give was me the guy on who, their preseason roster. Tony Campbell got a head draft ago. express video made about him. I'm just saying, like, that's the agenda. The agenda is what I do here, Evan. That's my whole I bit. got. I ran into Zeke Marshall in the University of Akron, like, cafeteria area if you want to call it um the eating like the common area for food and stuff and i see obviously six out he's seven feet tall in a crowd but when you look at him um i bumped in i'm like oh yeah hey man good game against whoever you guys play the other night he's like oh yeah thanks he just does not like to talk about basketball he'd rather talk about super smash brothers and anime because he was watching dragon ball z on his laptop at the time i'm like oh you like dbz and i quickly learned Zeke Marshall uses his God-given abilities to make a paycheck, but he could care less about basketball. But Cavs, sign him. Unbelievable stuff from from Evan here. But yeah, that's where I would JaVale. Um, Evan, any, we'll talk about Drummond in the next segment, but any other bit guys you could see being moved on here? I, I think it's less likely Jetty's moved on at this point. Um, that seems more like an off-season move unless something materializes that I'm not expecting right now. Like I think that Ubre thing, that, that was... That we talked about um, on the pod. And oh, that's that's dead. I'm pretty sure that's yeah, dead. <laughs> yeah, it's it seems like if Ubre is getting moved, it's going to be for another bigger piece, not kind of like a bit piece. Like they're going to aim a little bit higher than, than what Cleveland's yeah. kind of doing right now. Um, I will say, bit, yeah. Any other uh, bit things you think could be on the move? Well, for the Ubre thing, Wes Goldberg mentioning the Warriors wanting to recoup a first round pick for Ubre. There's a reason why he said it because it's exactly what Golden State wants to do. They gave it but first for him. They want to get something of similar value back. The Cavs working to bite on that, which is a smart thing when you're a rebuilding team. But uh, bit guys, uh, McGee. I see Damian Dotson maybe getting some interest from some teams. He could be an interesting microwave option as like an end of bench piece for certain teams. But also could see him not getting it just with the kind of how his past has been checkered a little bit. But um. Yeah, just McGee, Dotson, maybe Osmond if something surprises us. He's not really a bit piece guy. Chetty's kind of a prominent figure in Cleveland's rotation in our in, in our hearts at least. But yeah, he uh, he he's been objectively the worst rotation player on the team this year. Oh yeah, without a doubt. But I mean, just let's say one more thing. Even though Colin Sexton was a late injury scratch, and Fear the Sword graciously said that I'm betting my own life on it. Um, he's not getting traded. But you know who might be getting traded? Let's talk about it in the next segment. Me? No, you're not getting traded. I'm getting traded to Lockdown Pistons? Yeah, I'll trade you to Lockdown Pistons. Match. Ouch. Come come on. Come on down, buddy. And, well, I'll, maybe you'll trade me to Lockdown Browns, Lockdown Indians. Like, you, got, you can trade me locally, at least. You're right by me. I don't want to move. I'll just let you create Lockdown Bobcats. He can host Lockdown Liberty. Lockdown Mac. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm not ready. I don't have time for that. Actually, I'd love to talk Mac shit every day. But, Chris, why don't we let everyone know about our sponsors, or remainder of our sponsors for today? Yeah, so we obviously in this network are just overflowing with this. I got to just find this 
quick. All right, so first up, I want to tell you about, uh, Evan, you got to tell them about Rock Auto. That's where we're starting. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Let's shift it into reverse and pass the ball back to me, because let me tell you about Rock Auto. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a count, login, or a membership. RockAuto.com is a family business. They're serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They even served me last summer when my AC went out. I almost had to spend $1,400 on that thing. Saved a cool grand with using finding the part on RockAuto. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle like I did or choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. So if you're interested, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at rockauto.com. All right, shifting the car back into drive. Chris, take the wheel. Back to you. We're grabbing a snack here because we're talking about our friend. Oh, yeah. Before we get on a road trip, we got to need them snacks. And you know what's the best snack? Built Bar. Yeah, uh, did you get the new ones in the mail? Did you get those puffs in the mail? Did you I get those birthday cake? Did I got the puffs, the birthday cake, the cheesecake? I almost mushed all three together and made a built sandwich, but I just thought I can't handle that much power in one snack. So I went with the birthday yeah. cake, and I gotta say, ten out of ten flavor, and boy oh boy, Built Bar just keeps making better and better flavors. They are quite literally the best tasting protein bar ever. Yeah, we've been telling you about them for a while now. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bars. We literally have a host in the network, Josh Lloyd of Lockdown uh, Fantasy Basketball, who's going to have us try to ship. He wants, he can't get them in Australia, so we're going to find ways to ship him them. He's going to pay someone to, to ship them to him in Australia. That's how bad he wants these. Because uh, he got one sample pack. I know like, he's in Australia, in. but New Zealand's nearby. And this could be his Lord of the Rings moment where his house is... I guess Mordor, and we're bringing the one ring of power as the built bars to him. It's the coconut brownie chunk bar. All right, but now we're finding out which built bar is the absolute best because it's built bar madness. There's a big bracket, everyone's seen it. It's a whole lot of fun. And Evan, um, I'm pulling up the matchup here today, really quick, and gotta tell you, I am very in on this matchup that we have here. It is a. Caramel brownie, excuse me, cookies and cream Ooh. versus coconut oh. almond. Oh, this is actually kind of tough for me because I do like coconut almond, but I'm going to go with cookies and cream. Tried and true flavor, always delicious. It's hard to believe they are two for two. Cookie dough's another phenomenal flavor of theirs, but cookies and cream is the bomb.com. And as a former thick boy, enjoying a sweet treat like that for next to no worry at all is just amazing. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and cookies and cream. Can't can't really beat that, honestly. And uh, uh, but go all. to go to billbar.com or do built underscore bar on Twitter to follow along and use the promo code locked15 to get 15% off your next order. That is locked15 to get 15% off your next order at billbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Also, just want to tell everyone about the Locked on NBA Draft Podcast. You might have heard Rafael Barlow on here the other day and checked that out already, but if you haven't, you can get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked on NBA Draft Podcast. Feature scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked on NBA Draft. All right, Evan, last segment. Let's talk about Andre Drummond here for a minute. Um... 
Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer was the first to report that the Knicks are interested in Drummond. They have been a team that has been out there on him for a while now. Uh, the very many Knicks people I follow, all of them did not like it, which is very funny to me. I, I, I respect you, Knicks fans. I get it. Andre Drummond is in this position where the Knicks, basically, by all accounts, um, it seems like they are trying to get him if they're going to get him because they are pretty sure he's not going to sign with them as a buyout guy. Um, by all indications, I think he's going to the Lakers if he gets bought out. That, that, if I had yeah. to bet my life yeah. on it, which I would not do because that would be silly, I think he would be going to the Lakers if he gets bought out. I still think that is likeliest where we're headed here is a buyout for Andre Drummond. It just seems to be tricky. I don't know what the package would be for the Knicks, but could you see, Evan, a, a package for the Knicks that kind of makes some sense? Well, when Kevin O'Connor dropped that little nugget, Evan Damro of the Locked On Cavs podcast also shared this nugget that, exactly like you said, the Knicks want Andre Drummond, but they're worried if he's bought out that they cannot be field a competitive or an enticing enough offer to him to make him come there because the Knicks could be a playoff team they could be a play-in team they're not a safe guarantee from what i've heard the front runners are the lakers and the nets in the event he is bought out but yeah i could see this happening and part of the reasoning is is tom thibodeau is a fan of andre drummond i guess and he also isn't a fan of the fact that mitchell robinson yes impressive defensively is also has a propensity to foul ditto for nerland's noel so they kind of want a reliable body there and i think a center rotation of drummond robinson and noel is nothing to sneeze at especially for a defensive guru like tom thibodeau but in terms of offer it'd be a reclamation project from the knicks you'd probably get frankie smokes you'd probably get kevin knox and then you'd get some type of salary to match i just off the top of my head, I mean, it's not going to be Mitchell Robinson. I think the Knicks still think pretty highly of him, despite the fact that he needs to smooth out some lumps. But maybe it's Nerlens Noel or something. That'd be an interesting get for the Cavs. But I don't know. What do you think the package would be if you were the Knicks? You know, it, I think if you're Cleveland, it would have to be something like those young reclamation projects. Um, Salary-wise, you could do Nerlens, Smokes, Knox. Um, for, for Drummond, the Knicks have a little bit of cap space, and that allows them to... Uh, not you know not necessarily have to, to like there there's certain ways you can kind of get around you know all of that working and and all of that kind of like logistics in terms of pure salary matching right like you don't have to be in a position with them where you have to take everything back um i i think if i'm cleveland i'm you probably want noel and i'm more interested in frank nilakina even though he's heading into free agency than i am kevin knox i'm not a super interested in kevin knox guy um you already have wings that i'm sort of interested in you have to kind of do the three players to kind of make it work unless there's another guy on the end of the roster that, um, you know, kind of interests you. I mean, it could be Knox, you know, is it, you're not obviously not going to get him in quickly, but like would, you know, Ignis Brzezikis, uh, the Michigan product, be someone that you could throw in there to make it work. Like you, you could do any combination of that stuff. And I think I would be okay with that. I think especially if you're getting... The capsule thing with this is that I think they want to try and recoup the value that they gave up for Drummond in a second-round pick. I think that's what, what they're looking for here. Yeah, I if think I, the second-round pick is their baseline acquisition goal. Or, yes, or a young if, player, I guess. So if I'm them, and I can do JaVale to, let's just say, Denver for a second-round pick, and then I can trade with the Knicks, and I can get Noel to fill center minutes, or maybe I can buy, I'll buy him out or whatever... Because you will have a roster crunch here. Like you'll, if you just trade Noel, let's say you trade Noel into like an exception in Denver, and then you trade Drummond. That's two guys going out, and then you'd have th- let's in this trade you need three guys to come in from from New York. So Smokes, uh, Bradikas, and Noel. Let's say it's that. You go that route. 
you you have a little bit of a roster crunch. You know, you're. I think. I do. They have fourteen or fifteen. I think fourteen. Quinn Cook gets cut. You have the room. It, it, it doesn't exactly matter. I don't think. Yeah. But, um, you know, maybe some of the stuff gets moved. Maybe someone else gets rerouted to a third team or whatever. But I look at this and I think, okay, like I I'm good with not getting a pick from the Knicks, frankly, because if you get one from Javale, you already got the other one from Javale. You sort of already recouped that value. You've got that extra second round pick, and you've at least got like Noel if he sticks with you. Run him as your backup center this year. Schematically, we'll play sort of like uh, Jared Allen will. And then you got two players you can take a look at in, in Nielakina and Brzezikas. And I, I think I think both of them would be worth worth some minutes in your rotation, especially if Torian Prince is out and Jetty Osmond continues to just be what he is. Yeah, no, I, I you and I are on the same page here. And um, when it comes to Irland's Noel, it's kind of like a copy and paste with replacing JaVale McGee just with a younger player. because, And you don't expect Noel to stay beyond this time and then after that the Cavs just kind of move on and like you said they recoup a second for JaVale McGee it all just kind of works out in the end like Nilakino obviously is your off- Nilakina I should say is your off offensive upside play and defensively and he's kind of like like I said in our locker room chat what the Cavs hoped they were going to get with Dante Exum but Dante Exum can never stay healthy so a def- big defensive guard you can pair next to Colin Sexton or Darius Garland who can move the rock a little bit I think that's a fun prospect and I know you're not too high on Kevin Knox but it's worth a stab for the Cavs because again it's like a Dante Exum play a player who just never really got a chance in New York just kind of looks bad in New York you let you take him to Cleveland you just say okay have as many minutes as you need or let's say 20 not as many minutes as you need but like let's get a good look at him evaluate how what he is as a player his fourth year option wasn't picked up by the knicks so i think he is heading into free agency this summer i'm not 100 percent sure on the actual calculus of it but um i think that's just not a bad idea overall but i mean other than that chris do you think there's any other trade partners out there for andre no um what if the Cavs got a little um, in on this kyle lowry to miami thing that's the other one uh and i don't know so just for the record um I, this is the 22 he's a uh he'll be a free agent restricted free agent kevin knox in 2022 so you'd have one more season at 5.8 million dollars of him under team control that's pretty cheap for a wing if you want to just try him out um yeah yeah and especially if you're gonna flip torian prince for more assets next year yeah so i think i would prefer this to getting involved in in the three-teamer with toronto and miami if that's the way the way that happens well let me propose this three-teamer to you for toronto to miami right now as i kind of throw this together i think a friend of the show justin rowan kind of proposed this it would have the raptors essentially getting andre drummond Duncan Robinson, Precious, Precious Achiua, and possibly a future pick from Miami. And then going to Cleveland, you get Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, Kendrick Nunn, and the Heat get Kyle Lowry. The Heat need to cut $221,000 from their roster in order to make this trade work. So there's a little bit. Oh, Mo Harkless would also go to the Caps as well. I forgot about him. Um, obviously, Cleveland would probably try to reroute Bradley, Olynyk, maybe even Nunn and Harkless, depending on if they want to come here or not. But Chris, would you agree to this trade if it's actually able to come together? Or would you just kind of thumb your nose at it and stick with the yeah, Knicks but trade? I I would prefer the Knicks trade, but if you could, if I could get Duncan Robinson, if I could find oh, a way Robinson's to finagle, going to Toronto, Toronto. I I'm just saying, if you could get in that deal and you could get involved in a situation where you could get him instead of him going to Toronto, I would be more I would be more interested. So let's say you get Kendrick Nunn going to Toronto, Duncan Robinson coming to Cleveland. Would you rather that? 
Yeah, because I would I believe in Duncan Robinson as a rotation guy, and the Cavs need shooters. Like Dylan Wheeler just hasn't worked that well. Jetty Osmond hasn't worked that well. Give me, give me Duncan Robinson. He's going to be a restricted free agent. He's going to get the bag. But like I, I think that you can justify spending money on that kind of player, and and you can if, if you use him correctly. I worry about the Cavs using him correctly, um, and maximizing him the way Miami has. But I, I think he would be a, a a good pickup for them if they could get him. No, I absolutely agree. And I think they'll make a run in him. I think they'll make a run in him in restricted free agency if, in some. In, depending Miami on how may not be I able to afford to retain they're him. Gonna so. around, they're going to poke around on that. I think in RFA if uh, if he gets there. So I, I, why not just get him in house now if you like him? Now, I would prefer yep. that over. He'd be the most interesting player you could reasonably theoretically get in any of these deals. In my mind, that's true. That's true. But those listening, those watching, let us know what you think. But Chris, I think we should wrap it up here and kind of let everyone know what we're got. We've got going off the remainder of the week and where they can find us. Yes. Yeah, so here's what's going on across the network. So we'll be doing a show here uh, for Thursday, probably going up Thursday night, right after the deadline. There's no game tomorrow, so we we'll, won't have anything to recap. But we will cover the deadline in full, break it down, where the Cavs sort of fit in the hierarchy of the league after that. Um, sort of see what kind of comes out at post three o'clock when that happens. Uh, the Lock the Network is doing a live show, um, so you can go check that out. We're one through four. A bunch of hosts, I believe, John Corrales, Jackson Gatlin, Jake Madison, and Nick Angstead are hosting the show, um, and uh, they're going to be live one to four. If the Cavs make some kind of deal, one of us might be popping on there. Um, we'll be doing Lockdown now, so we're all to react to all the trades. So it's going to be a busy day. It's always a fun day. Can't wait to see how the shakes out. Something weird. I'm I'm smelling something weird happening. I don't know what. I'm just I'm I'm here for I'm expecting something weird on Thursday. No, I am too. It's gonna be a fun time. But for those of you checking us out on WKYC for the first time, we really appreciate it. I'm Evan Darrell. You can find me on Twitter at amnotevan. He is Chris Manny. You can find him on Twitter at CWM Rights. You can find our podcast anywhere you find your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, you name it. If you're on Apple, give us a five star review if you can. And we're on five days a week, every weekday in the morning for your get work from home get ready routine or if you're in the office your commute to work so come check us out come stay a while and we'll be on wkyc soon to give our thoughts on the trade deadline but until next time go Cavs. locked on Cavs is your daily cleveland cavaliers podcast covering the latest news rumors and game action from the wine and gold you can follow us on social at Locked On Cavs or give us a call and leave a voicemail and we'll answer your questions live at 440-673-3605. If you want to contact the show, email us at LockedOnCavs at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is by going to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and leaving us a five-star rating and review. It's produced and hosted by Chris Manning and Evan Damerl.